Hello, I'm Banning Air with Season 4 of the Afropop Close-Up Podcast, where we go beyond the music into politics, religion, history, and culture. In this episode, reporter Dan Rosenberg takes us to the Grammy Awards ceremony in Los Angeles and speaks to nominees in the world music category. Fatimata Jawara, Bambino, the Soweto Gospel Choir, Sheun Kuti, and Yiddish Glory. We'll hear how they're using their voices to combat human rights abuses, political corruption, genocide, and violence against women. Welcome to the 61st Annual Grammy Award! never heard any women singing about this taboo subject because it's a taboo. Nobody talks about it. It was not just the work of scholars who collected the material, but also everyday people writing music literally in the face of death in Yiddish. Hambanati. We still fight fighting challenges of apartheid in our country. It's still happening. It's not yet finished. We're still fighting that oppression in our country. It, it still happens a lot. On today's Afropop close-up, we head to Los Angeles to attend the 2019 Grammy Awards, as the world music category has essentially, at least for this year, become an Afropop category with five nominees that use music to fight for human rights. For Best World Music Album, the nominees are Bombino, Fatumata Diawara, Shun Kuti and Egypt 80, Soweto Gospel Choir, Yiddish Glory. Even if you happen to know which of these amazing artists took home the Grammy that night, here is the story about the five world music albums nominated for the music industry's highest honor. We have a spectacular show for you this afternoon with performances from around the world and music to move your soul. You might be asking yourself, I, want to I saw the Grammys on TV the and I don't remember any uh, African music at the awards. Yeah. That's because of the 84 categories, 75 of the awards, including jazz, classical, blues, gospel, and the one world music category, are given out during the premiere ceremony. That part of the show was hosted by reggae superstar Shaggy. Shaggy being Shaggy even managed to turn the extremely mundane set of Grammy rules into music. We've got some ground rules, the good old rules. So please keep an open mind, because we have to talk about these things. They're very important, all right? But, you know, I couldn't come here unless I bring some reggae to this, right? We're going to do the house, the ground rules. Yo, check, check, can we do something here? Ragamuffin style. Ragamuffin style one time. We get this reggae right, come on, tits. Get the old shoulder rock. Here we go. We have some great musicians scheduled to perform Giving 75 Grammys out on this platform Acceptance speech nice and short That's the way to keep it on time Not to mention the start now You hear the Grammy goes too You hear your name and you know that's you Don't sit like you ain't got a clue Get up here and collect what's due 45 seconds for your speech Few albums are as critically acclaimed as Fatumata Diwara's Fenfo ending up on countless best-of lists, including the one from former President Barack Obama. 
the English translation of Venfo is something to say. Mali is a place where music and politics often go hand in hand, one where artists like Fatoumata Diwara, Umusangari, and others use music to fight for social change. The artists are more respected than politicians in my country. Women have been writing protest songs. Umusangari keeps fighting for women's uh, conditions and children's conditions. And I'm trying to follow the same way. If there was a song that caused an earthquake in West Africa, it was Boloko, to confront the taboo subject of female genital mutilation. I have never heard any women singing about this taboo subject, because it's a taboo. Nobody talks about it. Boloko, female genital mutilation. Many families still practicing this tradition. It's really dangerous. Many girls are dying every day. How you can have your own child and kill him by yourself and saying oh, this is our tradition. What I knew as a child for today, women comes to this world already perfect. A woman doesn't need a man to finalize any kind of anything, any operations. This is a strong operation. I've been circumcised. So when I sing, I know what I'm talking about. I want to save the next generation. I want to save my daughter. Stop. Don't do this to your girl. Because she doesn't need this practice to be intelligent. She doesn't need this practice to be a good woman. She doesn't need this practice to be spiritual or to be powerful or to be strong. We should stop now. genital mutilation as she grew up in West Africa. Duara is now a mother and she wants to create a completely different world for her children and the next generation in Mali, as she explains in the song Mama from her album Fenfo. When I say mom, it's my first album as a mom. I have a baby now, two years old, the baby. When my baby called me mom, it makes me sad. Sad in the good way. Happiness, a sadness, because I didn't say mom. I have never said mom in my life. I can say mom now when I, I grow up. And, and But before, when I was a child, I don't have any souvenir to say mom in my Why life. Why is that? Because I have a different background. I've been adopted. And before to be adopted, I had a like a, a strange, traumatizing, because my sister, grand sister, passed away. And I think I was too independent when I was a child. My mom told me that I always called her by her name. I didn't say mom. And now seeing mom to me, it's one of the best. 
words in this world. Mama, it's like the beginning of everything. It's like water, it's like the sky. It's like the beginning of when children start to speak. So when I say, Mom, I'm a baby, I'm a child, I appreciate it a lot. Indeed, Fatumata Diwara is quite hopeful on her new album, Fenfo, contemplating what the world would look like if more women are involved in politics and heads of state. Fatumata Diwara wasn't just nominated for a Grammy. She was asked to perform at the ceremony. Nigeria's Shayun Kuti was supposed to join her on stage at the event, but because of a travel snafu, wasn't able to make it to Los Angeles in time. Diwara performed alone with her band and wowed a star-studded audience with a stunning rendition of Nege Nege. She tackles controversial world issues with melodic Afro-pop rhythm and powerful lyrics from her motherland. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Grammy nominee for Best World Music Album, Fatomata Daiwara. What was it like to perform at the Grammys? These explosions, is, it's amazing for an African woman, an artist, you know. I was, you know, unbelievable. Let the black light shine on we path. Let it guide the foot. Let the black light shine on society and expose the truth. Let the black light shine. Make it expose of the evil hiding in the darkness. Let the black light shine into our hearts and Because Shane Kuti couldn't make it to the event, we didn't get a chance to sit down for an interview. But when Kuti was in the Netherlands, he spoke with Afropop's Bastian Springer about how politics and Afrobeat are intertwined in Nigeria something that dates back to when the art form was created by Shane's father, the legendary Fela. Afrobeat is a, it's not just music genre, it's, a, it's music for the people. It's something my father created to give a voice to all the oppressed people in the motherland, you know. So it goes beyond just music, it's more of a movement. So it's a musical movement, cultural movement, political movement, you know. But we express it mostly musically. When Shane Kuti was eight years old, he joined Fela's legendary band, Egypt 80. Actually, I was eight, you know, but yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. <laughs> eight? Yeah. You went to your father? Yeah, yeah, you know, when your dad is the boss, you, you know, your auditions can come. It's a bit easier. So I, I told my dad, you know, um, he was finishing the tour over in the States. And I asked him, he said, okay, when you get to Lagos, come rehearse with the band, you know, so that's how I got the job. Nepotism, good old fashioned. <laughs> Fela passed away in 1997, when Shayun was just 14 years old. So he became the band's lead singer and has taken Egypt 80 to new heights. Black Times even includes a collaboration with Carlos Santana. Shayun, just like his father, uses music to confront injustice. 
Here's a sample of corporate political control department. You promise to give me peace and you give me war. You promise me justice and only jail the poor. You promise jobs and you close the factory. But there's always work in the penitentiary. Ah, yeah, yeah. Every few years politicians come. They come from the left, they come from the right. Every few years politicians come. They come from the left, they come from the right. You may have noticed a pattern that the world music nominees this year are using their voices to focus on human rights abuses. The next nominee, Yiddish Glory, is the one world music nominee that isn't an African album, but it does have an Afropop connection. This project that resurrects long-lost music written by Holocaust victims, survivors, and refugees in the Soviet Union was produced by yours truly, and that's how this Afropop Worldwide reporter somehow ended up on the Grammy red carpet. Uh, I forgot what I'm wearing, Mansouri. Mansouri, he won Vogue Arabia's number one designer, and he worked with my body, and I feel amazing. We will have more about life on the red carpet later in the program. Yiddish Glory's songs were originally collected during World War II by Moise Berigovsky and a team of ethnomusicologists who sought to preserve a culture on the brink of destruction. But shortly after the war, the researchers were arrested during Stalin's anti-Jewish crackdown. Their work was confiscated, and they died thinking this music had been lost to history, only to be discovered decades later in a former Soviet archive in Kiev, Ukraine. Yiddish Glory creator, University of Toronto professor Anna Sternches. Other songs that he recorded in 1944 are claimed to be written in 1942. For example, there's a song called Tulchin, was written by Josef Braverman, a kid who was in the Chora camp during the war. And he said that he wrote that song in 1942 when his parents died in Pechora, probably from starvation. So a song written about what happens to Tolchin, what happens in Pechora, what happens to his parents, is one of the first grassroots testimonies of what happened to Jews in Tolchin, written in the form of a song in Yiddish. Singer Sophie Millman. So many of the other songs, including Tulchin, were very difficult for me to tackle, but I had that sort of at least historical emotional ability to relate because I could put myself, at least intellectually, in the position, in the shoes of my grandfather's family. Eight out of 11 perished and their town was destroyed. So to put myself in those shoes, to try to imagine, but frankly, you can't possibly imagine. Refugees is a prominent theme of Bambino's album Deran. Bambino has worked with UNICEF in support of uprooted children. He was a refugee for most of his childhood, fleeing Niger to Algeria and Libya following the Tuareg Rebellion in 1990. He explored the theme of children being forced to flee their homes and their countries 
to simply find safety on the song Adunia Idag. At the Grammys, Bambino elaborated on his own experience as a child refugee. He says, these were extremely difficult times for me. When you leave where you were born, where you grew up, it is never an easy moment. At the same time, I was young, and I had the fortitude to use this bad experience to grow, to take suffering and to turn it into strength. Widely considered one of the world's greatest guitarists, Bambino became the first musician from Niger ever to be nominated for a Grammy. He says, this was something we never expected. It is a wonderful honor and very exciting. Twenty nineteen marked the fifth Grammy nomination for South Africa's Soweto Gospel Choir. Their latest album, Freedom, looks at the history of the anti-apartheid movement in South Africa and the ongoing struggle for civil rights. Soweto Gospel Choir vocalist Shimi Gianni. The reason why we did the album Freedom was that uh, we wanted to celebrate Nelson Mandela's 100th centenary. We also wanted to celebrate our political heroes that fought for our struggle. The Oliver Tambos, the Chris Hannes, you know, the Desmond Tutus, everybody that, that fought for our struggle, and everybody who was at the forefront of the struggle and the freedom of South Africa. So we wanted to celebrate that. But also the, the other reason was that we wanted to make sure that we still remind people what happened in South Africa. Yes, we might have the freedom, and yes, we might be happy today, we might be going all over the world and everything, but we still have to remind people where we come from, what we have to go through as a nation. And you must remember that not everybody knows about that. So we need to like make sure that everybody in the world gets to know that this is what we went through. This is what our fathers and mothers went through. This is what Nelson Mandela went to, to Robben Island for 27 years to fight for this. Some of that history the Soweto Gospel Choir wanted to share with their Freedom Project was the horrific and sadistic torture that was inflicted on people who fought to end apartheid. Yeah, they will take you to cells and they would put you there and you'd be naked, you know. Sometimes they would even put, you see, like, they would put you in a tube and put water in it and actually put a cat in the water. And you know, water and cat, cats would scratch you like, you know, it's crazy. They would do things like that. It was bad. It was bad. So if you haven't Googled who took home the Grammy among these five incredible albums, let's go back to the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. And the Grammy goes to... Freedom, Soweto Gospel Choir. Wow. Uh, first of all, uh, thank you to Jesus. And uh, secondly, I would like to thank uh, AKA Productions from Australia for being with us for all those years. Uh, thank you to our record label, Shaniki. And thank you to all our freedom fighters back home in South Africa. Nelson Mandela, Oliver Tambo, Kovan yeah, yeah. uh, and, uh, and many more. And we also want to thank Soweto Gospel Choir for the hard work that they've put through in the album. And we just want to thank everybody that voted for us and thank you to the Academy. Thank you. Thank you. 
And because we have won this category, this is how we celebrate in South Africa. What does it feel like to win a Grammy? I caught up with members of the Soweto Gospel Choir moments after they received their award, their third Grammy. My name is Tinlok Olo Ndlakuse. Shimi Chiani. Moraro Morobezi. Mary. Huge congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. So, let's, I mean, let's start with freedom. What an inspiring project. We were liberated in uh, 1994. And we were colonized by whites and touches. But, you know, the, so, the album, it, we actually made this album because of we're actually telling, trying to tell a story, a story of where we come from. The, the stories that we wanted to tell about this album, it's not only about Nelson Mandela, to be precise. It's, our, it's about our political leaders that fought for our struggle, like Oliver Tambo, you know, Chris Honey. Uh, so we wanted to tell those stories, and we wanted people to see w- what we went through and where we come from as a nation, as South Africa. So the album is all about that. Yeah. After the 75 Grammy Award trophies were handed out at the premiere ceremony, the nominees headed to the Staples Center and walked the famed red carpet. Before that, we are handed red carpet instructions, including rules on bodyguards and where to park your limo. I wondered if the Grammys discovered that I don't have any bodyguards or a limo. They'd take back my nomination. What is it like to walk the red carpet just a few feet from Lady Gaga, Cardi B, and all the A-list celebrities? Indeed, Entertainment Tonight really gives a perfect taste of the glitz, glamour, and excess. And tell me a secret about this dress. Oh, a secret? Well, it's Valentino Couture. It's really actually so comfortable, and I feel like that is, like, that's a rarity. Sometimes you're like, I can't breathe, and it's fine, my ribs are cracking in half, but this one's fine. I was in a rented tux, and no one asked me who I was wearing. However, Fatumata Diawara and Yiddish glory Sophie Millman ended up on the pages of The Hollywood Reporter. Who was Fatumata Diawara wearing? The answer? Fatumata Diawara. I made my own dress. I did everything by myself. And I was so proud to feel very different. And in the same time, feeling elegant as an old woman. So beautiful. <laughs> Everybody make some noise for the host of the 61st Annual Grammy Awards, 15-time Grammy Award winner, musical superwoman, Alicia Keys. So as the main ceremony began, we come to the end of our report on Afropop Worldwide goes to the Grammys. It was an incredible evening for both music and for artists who use their talents to work to end human rights abuses. This Afropop close-up was made possible by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts. But to keep this series going, we need your support. Visit afropop.org and make a donation. Every dollar counts. From the Grammy Awards in Los Angeles, I'm Dan Rosenberg for Afropop Worldwide. Sous-titrage
Simu chenu muzima Bawo Tito Sumai